Hello and welcome to Capital Yarns, the podcast. My name's Sean Costello. In the help of, with the help of family and friends and um, social media listeners and readers of my website, much like an old-fashioned radio play, I bring to life stories inspired by three items nominated by all those people uh, to weave into a story set in Canberra, the capital of Australia. And very special podcast this month. Um, the story we're doing was inspired by items nominated by my mother-in-law. Uh, so thanks to her for the wonderful items she nominated, which were a raindrop, a paper flower, and a band-aid. Uh, and what emerged uh, from my subconscious was a story suitable for the whole family, but probably particularly the younger members of the family, the under 10s. Uh, and with that in mind, as always, I've got my two wonderful daughters here, Little B and Big J, to give their feedback on the story. But let's listen to it first. It's read wonderfully well by Melanie Skinner, channeling her inner three-year-old. Uh, it is called Paper Flowers. And then I'll, after the story, come back and have a chat to the kids about what they thought about it. Jacob grabbed his raincoat and ran towards the door. Time to bounce, Grandma, he shouted as he reached the back door. Well, what if we invited Cousin Ben over, Grandma pleaded. Nah, Jakey called, reaching the door. He's too small to play with and he wants to play games I don't know. Wait, Jakey, Grandma called. It's raining and you might slip over. Why don't we finish making these paper flowers first? The call came just too late. Jacob had already reached the door and was on the deck, running to get to the trampoline. It may have only taken one raindrop, but his foot slipped on the wet deck and he came crashing down on his knee. Splat! Ouch! Grandma grimaced and ran out to see him. Jakey was already crying. Grandma scooped him up in her arms and looked down at his knee. Amazingly, there appeared to be no damage. I, I need a, 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 Jakey stammered through the tears. A, a band-aid! Grandma looked down at the knee again. There was the slightest hint of a scratch, but no more. I'm not sure a band-aid will help, darling. But Jakey was adamant. So Grandma took a Wiggles band-aid down from the cupboard and put it on. There, she said, all better. Jakey smiled and nodded, wiping tears from his eyes. Now, continued Grandma, why don't we play snakes and ladders or finish making these paper flowers? Snakes and ladders, snakes and ladders, Jakey shouted. Grandma was beginning to think she enjoyed making paper flowers more than Jacob. The next day, Jakey still had the band-aid on, and the next. When he came to visit Grandma's house again three days later, she was shocked to see it still there. Jakey, I think we can take the band-aid off now. No, he replied firmly. It's not good for your skin to leave it on for a long time, darling. No, he repeated even more forcefully. I want to go outside and play. Grandma looked out the window was raining again. She didn't want Jakey to get wet or hurt himself again. I think it's too wet to go outside, but why don't I tell you a story? And when I'm finished, we'll see what the weather is like. Jakey looked up at her suspiciously. He wasn't too sure about her suggestion. 
Will there be any dragons in it? he asked. No, but there will be birds, Grandma replied. All right then, he said, smiling. Grandma always told stories about birds. She liked to watch them. She would often go out just to find them sometimes with her friends. Okay then, Grandma paused for a moment. Do you know the lake, Lake Burley Griffin, the big one in the middle of Canberra, with the important buildings around it? Jacob nodded. There are a number of islands on the lake. Yep, one has the carillion on it. I like the noise the carillion makes, Jakey replied. Yes, that's right, very good. Well, this story is about one of the other islands on the lake, Spinnaker Island. Are there birds on that island? Jakey asked. Yes, said Grandma. In fact, there are lots of very different birds on that island. The first birds on that island were the silver gulls. They are native to that island and they lived peacefully there for many years. And then another group of birds came along. Let's call them magpies. And the magpies attacked the gulls and started to take their land. Oh, that's not very nice, said Jacob. Why did they do that? Well, at first they didn't know that the silver gulls were using their land and then they decided they could do better things with the land and needed it more. Couldn't they have shared the land? Jakey asked. Well, after many years of arguing and fighting, that is what they agreed to do. By then there weren't that many silver gulls left and the other birds started arriving on the island and other animals too. Some came on human boats. And the head magpie said, we can't have these animals on our island. But the silver gulls were confused. Why not? they asked. There's plenty of room for us. No, said the magpies. They may threaten the way we are living. They might take our food and our shelter. We can accept some animals, but not all of them. Those that are coming on the human boats are getting here too quickly. They should be waiting their turn. There is something wrong with them. We should not let them in. And so the magpies stopped other birds and animals coming to their island if they came by human boat. The gulls were right. There was plenty of food to go all round. But as soon as one of the human boats would arrive with birds and other animals on it, the magpies would swoop them and scare them and frighten them, so they had to stay on the boat and return to shore. That's so unfair, said Jakey. Grandma noticed his pupils were nearly completely dilated, and he was staring up at her in both wonder and frustration. That's true, and the gulls and some of the magpies started to wonder if the new animals couldn't help them with their chores. But the head magpies kept telling them the same thing. Those animals that are coming on the human boats are getting here too quickly. They should be waiting their turn. They are bad for this island. They will do bad things. The magpies would give this message in a high-pitched squawk, which at first made the gulls wince in pain. For a time, they started associating this pain feeling with the birds that were coming by boat, and they did believe for a time that they looked and acted differently to the birds already on Spinnaker Island. But after a time, more and more gulls and magpies became suspicious. 
Then, one day, a group of gulls and magpies decided to help some of the other birds and animals get to shore so they could meet them. As usual, when a human boat arrived, the bigger magpies scared the boat animals so they stayed on board. But some of the smaller magpies and gulls flew with them and whispered to the boat animals that if they hid underwater nearby, they would help them come to shore when night fell. After a time, the human boats left and the big magpies fell asleep. The smaller magpies and gulls then kept their promise and helped the boat animals come ashore. To their surprise, when they saw them up close, they discovered they looked just like ordinary animals. Some of them were magpies and gulls just like them. Why have you come here? they asked the new animals. Because there is no food or shelter from the shore that we left, they explained. You'll have to work for your food if you want to stay, warned the Spinnaker Island birds. We are happy to, the shore animals replied. There is nothing left for us on shore. We want to stay and help you make this island better. The new animals kept their word. They did help the Spinnaker Island birds make the island even better helping out with chores and sharing food. For a time they did this secretly, but slowly every bird on the island got to know the new arrivals and they realised they were good animals, that they had left the shore in search of new, better life on the island. Together they helped make Spinnaker Island the best island it could be. Yay! Jakey shouted. Oh, that was a great story! But I didn't like those big magpies. Neither did I, said Grandma. Sometimes the birds that are the biggest or shout the loudest aren't always right. Now, let's see about that knee, Grandma suggested. No, Jacob said instinctively, grabbing his knee. As his hand touched it, he looked down surprised. The band-aid was gone. Where is it? he asked, looking at her surprised. Must have fallen off during the story. But your knee looks all better. Jacob looked down again. Yes, his knee did appear all healed. He smiled at Grandma. Time to play then! He grabbed his jacket and again headed for the back door. Grandma was worried about him slipping on the deck again. Wait! she called. But Jacob had learned his lesson. As he approached the door, he slowed down and abruptly turned around just before Grandma stuffed the Band-Aid into her pocket. He came back and sat down next to her at the table. You know what, Grandma? I think I'd prefer to make paper flowers with you. Then, maybe later we could invite Cousin Ben over to play. So thanks to Melanie for that wonderful reading of Paper Flowers. And I'm promised I'm here with Big J and Little B. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, um, Little B, I might start with you, because it was sort of aimed at your age group, that story. What did it you think? It was. I think it was quite engaging. <laughs> so, what, what did you, We were talking, we were sort of having a chat um, while you were listening to the story. What did you think it was about? Um, I thought it was just about some birds that are having a fight about this is my land, I was here first, no, this is our land. Um, and... And that was sort of the extent of yeah, the story for you. That, yes. So and did you I, did you enjoy it? Yes. Um. It's very engaging. Yeah. Now, just, big yeah. big J, 
You uh, you were saying you, you took something else out of the story. You thought it was about something else. Ah, uh, yeah. So at the beginning of the um, story, uh, in the with the birds at the beginning of the story with the birds, um, when the magpies came, it was sort of like the silver gulls were the um, Aboriginal Australian Aboriginal the Aboriginal people, and then the magpies coming were the European settlers. Said settlers. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, and then when the boats came, I sort of saw that as the refugees coming a couple of years later. I mean, years later. Um, looking for land after wars. That's really cool. Thank you both. So that's sort of what I wanted, that you could just listen to it and hear it like a story about birds. Different point of views. Different point of views, yeah. Or, yeah. You, or you might see it as a story about something else as well, about refugees. Refugees, but both really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are both very cool. Thank you, little bee. Well, um, I thought it was a very good reading. By Wasn't me. it excellent reading by very... that voice talent, Melanie Skinner? It was. The... She, it was she, said, it. she said the whole thing. Like, that was like her voice the whole way through. And she really sounded like a three-year-old, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. I'm only three. I'm only, only three. Only three. How old, how, when you designed the character of Jakey, yes. how old did you Yes, no, about three. I think, I, think, uh, I think she absolutely nailed. I'm only three. Um, and without um, making too much of a big deal at it or throwing it or pushing anything down anyone's throat, if you would like some more information just on the theme of refugees, I'll have some information in the show notes about um, organisations like the Refugee Action Committee and Amnesty International and Companion House who do wonderful work locally here in Canberra with Good refugees job. and asylum seekers. If people want to know more information, just to pick up Big J's point Say there. yes to refugees. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the other thing I should mention is I have said in the past on this podcast that you can get a compilation of my stories in print form in the Capital Yarns book, available online and at a few retailers, but that's nearly sold out. You might still be able to grab a copy. Run in, get the Run class. in now. Uh, Muse, <laughs> bus, 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 bus. Harry Hartog at Woden and the National Library Bookstore might still have a copy or two left, but it's pretty much that's the and extent of it. And also them. at the Warden Library upstairs, you can find the you copy. Can, you can borrow one. I there. was. Thank you, thank you, Big J. Okay. So Body it back. feels like now's the right time uh, to do a second compilation of stories. Woo-hoo! And so the first thing for this podcast is, if you liked, if you liked Paper Flowers, do you think Paper Flowers should be in the book, guys? Woo! Yes, that's a yes from me. Okay, so yes from me. Dear listener, if you also would like to see Paper Flowers in the latest compilation, then let me know uh, via email or social media because I'm going to do another compilation. Um, and if you check out the social media feed for Capital Yarns on Twitter and Facebook, you'll see a little bit of information about how you can get involved, most particularly, much like the first book, I'll be seeking a little bit of funding towards printing costs via crowdfunding. So that's it for this month's podcast. Thank you girls so much for... Um, being part of the podcast. Oh, you're as welcome. Always. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. We'll be back in August with another podcast, and I owe you guys a story. Okay, should we say goodbye, everyone? Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>